Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, welcome to Friday. Welcome to Friday. This is uh, another Minor Characters episode. We're going to go it over is a few another Minor character episode. You are right. Other Hills, Platters, and Kleinschmidt. Kleinschmidt's. Kleinschmidt's. And the Kleinschmidt's are who? Is that the... Well, we're going to get to it. Okay. Let's do this first. Let's do this first. Uh, Rusty, I want to get a couple of things out of the way. Uh, this is a Friday episode, so it's a little bit shorter, a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah, it's different. Uh, but let's talk <coughs> about a couple of things here. Um, let's talk about how people can find us real quick, so that uh, so that that's out of the way. Okay, everybody, you can find us at B W A A A K O T H on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and thank you, Mike, for reminding me to do it at the beginning of the episode. We should yeah. be doing that at the beginning of every yeah, episode. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and the call to action, guys, is so we've got stickers. We want to give away stickers. stickers, but the way that we want to do giveaway stickers is, is we're going to give away 10 to start off with, potential for more later on. We're just going to see what kind of engagement we can get from this uh, campaign here. So uh, be on the lookout. Uh, I posted Monday a... Uh, Instagram and a Twitter post. If you haven't already, you'll have time to go do it. I'm going to run it for three weeks before we pick winners. Three so weeks. You, so this is only day two, or sorry, this is only the Friday of the first week. So you've had all week to do this. You found out about it in the Monday episode, yep. so there's no excuses. Yep. Uh, all I'm requiring is a like, a follow, and a share on either or both like, if you choose to. It doesn't increase your chances, but if you want to do it just to be nice, you can. Uh, either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, make sure you like, follow, share one of those. B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H, Instagram or Twitter. Again, look look for the post. It's there. It's waiting on you. Look for it. Go uh, like it. Go look follow. Go share. You have to be liking one of the two pages in order to be entered. One entry per uh, per individual household. 
per well, <laughs> no, you could do more than one per household one, if you want to. One entry if, per IP address, but it's one entry per account. So if you have five accounts on Instagram and you do it five times, you have five chance. That's the only way to do it. One per account. I'm not going to do these are cool stickers too. Deals, they but are really neat stickers. Uh, they were they they are created with an image by a guy on Instagram called I Draw, I draw basketballs. basketballs. Yep, and uh, uh, I got to get his address. It's got our QR so code. Anyone. It's got our stuff on it. Uh, yeah, they're cool stickers, and we'd love to send them out. Just uh, do what Rusty said to do. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say one more thing, and then we'll get into these minor characters. Uh, we mentioned in the last episode how uh, there's one uh, podcast out there that, that really kind of doesn't want to deal with us. I, I want to make it very clear. We are a King of the Hill fan podcast, and we will deal with anybody, anybody who is creating King of the Hill content, anybody who's a King of the Hill fan, any podcast that's going on. We are not in competition with you we just want to help spread the word we can exist so, together yep. so again that's another call to action for everybody if y'all will go to any king of the hill podcast yep, that still any is being produced specifically dangle podcasts Dang we, 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 we've, we've kind of had a little twitter uh, i wouldn't even call it beef, beef. It, it was more like a little twitter lamb because it, it didn't it didn't go above a bob bob <laughs> black sheep meat. so uh you know it just didn't go above a murmur yeah but it was, you know, pretty much me. I'm just reaching out. Like, yeah. I mean, he took it offensively, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't please everybody. It wasn't malicious. Man, I'm just saying. We, uh, we, I uh, want to work with other King of the Hill podcasts. We just want to work with you, yeah. Uh, we, we exist differently. You know, we are, are all doing the same thing, essentially, but your podcast is just not going to be as good as ours, and that's okay. But we still want to, you know, facilitate and, yeah. and have friendships in, in this King of the Hill podcast, King I mean, of the Hill content creation realm. You know, Amazon sells toys. They're not trying to put Toys R Us out of business. No, wait a minute. That might be a bad example. I'm sorry. Well, that is a bad example. Yeah, but we all just yeah. want to work together. But we just want to work together. We're not Amazon. We're not here to take anybody's listeners. We are if not anything, Amazon. we're here to that share uh, our listeners with everybody else. Like it's like I said, it's a cross-fertilization thing. Your guys might you, – you do – everybody does something different. And if you if you don't appreciate what we do – then fuck you. Hey, right? watch your language. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, let's do this uh, minor <laughs> characters. We've got other Hill Platters and Kleinschmidt. The Kleinschmidts. First one on the uh, list here is Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Lady so Bird Hill. For those of you who don't listed. know, yeah, Lady for Bird you Hill. Uh, younger crowd here, uh, yeah. Lady Bird Hill, the bloodhound, uh -huh. right? Is she a bloodhound? Yeah, she okay, is. She's so a Georgia bloodhound. A Georgia bloodhound. Yeah. Georgia bloodhound. Uh, come on, somebody. Why don't you run? Old Lady Bird's <laughs> ready to have some fun. But uh, so Lady Bird is named after uh, the first lady. Uh, what was her? What was her? What was her actual name? Lady Bird. Was her name Lady Bird? Lady Bird Johnson. Lady Bird Johnson? Okay, yep. I didn't know that was her actual name. But all right, there you go. You have it. So Lady Bird her was named first after... first name was Hazel. Oh, Hazel. No, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was actually Lady Bird. It was a nickname. It says that uh, Lady Bird is named after the wife of former President Lyndon B. Johnson Lady Bird, which was a nickname that she was commonly referred. Hank Hill has a particular affinity to Lyndon Johnson, because they are both from Texas. And Lyndon Johnson was the president known for whipping out his extremely large penis was in he? front of people. Yeah. No. Yes, he was. Come on. He used to That's shit with the door open and do business with uh, like his 
advisors like and stuff. Yeah, he was like, uh, I wonder if that's where they get that from. Okay, that probably Maybe. is an actual thing then. That could be where they get yeah. that from because Lyndon Johnson was known he for is a lot like having Johnson. a large a large penis and showing people that he had a large penis. It was him as well and, as uh, who shitting was the, while he was talking. Who was you didn't see that in the comedian. Brian Cranston film when Brian Cranston. I haven't watched the Brian Cranston. You need to watch that. Okay. That's great. Uh, you got it. I'm looking for a big penis. Uh, so uh, we've got Lady Bird Hill, who is the 13-year-old purebred Georgia blood, bloodhound la- named after Lady Bird Johnson. It's said that her mother helped track down James Earl Ray. Yeah, and not only <laughs> not only did her mother track down James Earl Ray, but she passed yeah. on a genetic problem, too, potentially, into Lady Bird. So Lady Bird, uh, not unlike Hank, has a narrow... Uh, uterus, whereas he has a narrow urethra, she has a narrow uterus, which uh, jeopardizes her chances of ever having yeah. any kind of puppies. So they, they have that that in common there. Uh, and, it does uh, not say who Lady Bird is voiced by. It doesn't. Uh, uh, she I'm is assuming. voiced by Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's his one and only acting role outside of hanging out with Emily Elizabeth on Birdwell Island. Emily You know, uh, I actually, Birdwell for a Island. podcast idea. Look how idea, much he knows about Clifford the Big Red Dog. It wasn't a podcast idea. It was an idea for a YouTube series that I was going to do, yeah. a, like a streaming series. Yeah. It was going to be uh, an adult, inter- uh, adult interpretation of uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm. And I was going to watch it episode by episode through the entire series, yeah. and I was going to give a, an like an adult interpretation of that episode. That, that goes hand in hand with the one I was going to do, which was Caillou Learns How to Give Massages. <laughs> it's, it's a really good It's creepy as shit anyway. <laughs> they should have canceled that show. So in this show, uh, of course, Lady Bird survives for 13 years of the show, 13 seasons, but the actual lifespan of of a blood hand is around uh, seven to eight years. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a good one though. She she's, she's really helped Hank through a lot of stuff. Uh, she appears in uh, every season, not in every episode, but she Earth, appears Earth. in every every season. But it's crazy how few episodes that she actually she only exists yeah. in a you know yeah. a good twenty or thirty episodes. Well, she was she was in one of the last ones that we did where she comes up and licks Bobby's back. Uh, so according to this list really here that I'm looking there. at, yeah. I wonder if that is episodes that she is physically in or episodes that she makes a noise in. Oh, I don't know. So because is she in the background a lot in these episodes? So that's does uh, she have a SAG that's, card? Uh, you know? Yeah, does she have does a SAG she, card? Yeah. Uh, is she at least making the SAG minimum? All right. So next on our list is Colonel Cotton Lindell Hill. Uh, wow. He is voiced by Toby Huss. You needed just a whole episode just for this He's guy. Hank's cantankerous father, Peggy's father-in-law, and Bobby's grandfather. He has half-trigger temper, it says here. Despite his many shortcomings, <laughs> uh, he occasionally showed a softer side. For example, in the episode Cotton's Plot, where he helped Peggy learn to walk again after her parachuting accident. No spoilers. Uh, his shins were blown off in World War II by a Japan man's machine gun, which is what he says. Mm-hmm. He and used his, to be six foot four. And his feet were reattached to his knees, resulting in a short height and stilted gait. Despite his disability, he eventually reached the rank of colonel in the state militia. After Cotton and his first wife, Tilly, Hank's mother, divorced, he married a much younger, soft-spoken, busty blonde candy striper named Didi, who gave birth to his youngest son, G.H., or Good Hank, he was immensely proud of his military service, though his claim of fighting Nazis, Nazis was proven false, and his claim of killing 50, 50 men was dubious. 
His participation in several of the bloodiest battles in the Pacific Theater was confirmed, and his uniform was shown to be decorated with the Medal of Honor and the Purple Heart. Cotton himself died in episode also, 12, he, he, 18. He had the Medal of Honor, he had the Purple Heart, he had yeah. the Silver Star, and he had the American Campaign Medal. So, a long story short... The man was a decorated war hero. And an Just ass. with the Congressional Medal of Honor. That's it. You don't even need anything else. If you have the Congressional Medal of Honor, it doesn't matter what rank you yeah. come across. Everybody from the five-star general to the lowest private, they well, all have to That's the one that the president has respect. to hang on you, right? That's the one the president gives you. Yep. And most people get it posthumously. And a fun fact for everybody here. Fun fact about have, posthumous medals. Uh, I actually have a family member who uh, is uh, a distant cousin. Uh, we share a like fourth great grandfather or something like that. Uh, was actually a War One so Medal of Honor. This is just a person you met one time. Uh, no, I never met him. He was, he was dead a long before I came gotcha, along. Sure. But uh, Sergeant Alvin York of uh, mm. War One fame. They made movies and stuff yeah. about his. Uh, I know uh, Sergeant what he York. Did. Sure. Uh, Gary, was that a Gary Cooper film? Probably. I think it was yeah, Gary Cooper film. Probably. Yeah. Cotton himself died in episode 1218. Uh, I'm assuming that's uh, season 12, episode 18. Yeah, he death, dies in season 12, yeah. Death picks Cotton after suffering severe burns and an allergic reaction to shrimp during a flashback at a Japanese restaurant. Instead of addressing Peggy by her name, he calls her Hank's wife. Yeah, so he, uh, again, back to his war service. You're talking about a guy that served on the Solomon Islands, Guadalcanal. Solomon. Anzio, which was in Italy, Normandy, mm-hmm. uh, and a big uh, deal. Yeah. Saipan, Guam, Philippines, Iwo Jima, uh, fought Munich, but that was what, what you said. They realized that he didn't. Iwo Jima, and, uh, hardly knew her. And in Okinawa, but it's funny because in the Okinawa episode, which is uh, Cotton's Plot is mm-hmm. the name of that episode, mm-hmm. uh, it showed that he actually was the inventor of a bayonet technique that the Army still uses. Yeah. So Cotton Hill is responsible for a, a particular dude. bayonet technique. He was also uh, in a POW camp for a long time. And uh, he also severed the windpipe of a German corporal with a two-foot strand of dental floss that he kept in his boot. Yeah. He survived on a life raft by trapping rainwater in an upturned eyelid. He <laughs> killed a high-ranking German officer and took his helmet and later used it as a souvenir, which he later used to cut Hank's hair and uh, claimed that Hank cried more when he cut his ear than the officer when he killed him. Sure. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a character. The post-war guy, too. He's, he's a, he's a, a pretty, pretty crazy yeah. one. And uh, you find out that he has more than one son. You find out that he has... Uh, uh, he had a son with a Japanese nurse called uh, Michiko or something. I can't remember her name. Michiko. Yeah, Michiko. Michiko. And uh, finds out that he has a kid with that. And then you find out that he was also had planned to assassinate Fidel Castro, uh, which we end up finding uh, out in the that episode that the episode that we did about the alternative episode. That was one of the things that the alternative episode tried to erase was Hank being born in New York and the assassination attempt on Cuban. Uh, f- uh, leader Fidel Castro. Yeah. So that was a part that that's one of those things that got erased or supposedly got erased. But uh, so next on our list is Didi Hill. Didi Hill. Didi. There's probably not much known about. Voiced by Ashley Gardner. Uh, she's Cotton's second wife, Hank's stepmother, Peggy's stepmother-in-law, and Bobby's step-grandmother. She's a 28-year-old candy striper after she retired from being an exotic dancer. Next on the main stage, Didi Hill. 
Uh, she has breast implants and suffers from postpartum depression following the birth of Cotton's third son, G.H. She is generally depicted as docile and ditzy, although she is a certified optometry assistant. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm assuming it is. It is an actual thing. Uh, optometry my, assistant? Is when, that the well, person after, who gets the glasses off the wall? Well, after I graduated high school, my friend's uh, wife, she was doing that. If and you're an optometry assistant, she I don't does the mean glasses anything part. by that. I'm they, just they saying. Like help, they're the ones that like help you pick your glasses. <laughs> okay. Like That's what I thought. I mean, The people that do the, all the stuff. Like up to the optometrist yeah. part. So all they the puffing in your eye, eyes and all that you. stuff. So the optometrist yeah. is the one that goes in there and does the... Why don't they ever tell you you look bad two. in glasses? One or two. You know? I don't know. I don't I've know I've never why they walked do. into one of those places and goes, I need glasses. And they go, oh, don't wear those. Do you think that there is a, like, a, a speech communication class that uh, optometrists have to take inside of their course where they have to learn how to say one? Better one. Or two. Better two. Because they all sound like I've had, we're all guys that wear glasses here. Yeah. So every optometrist I've been been to, whether it be male or female optometrists, all have the same, it's the same like flat tone, the same cadence. And it's like they learn it. It's like it's a learned thing. Yeah. Now serving number 28. Please read the top line. (laughs) Turn the page. Uh, It says that she was absent at the time of Cotton's death and was only seen once more where she says she is engaged and will remarry a wealthy professional wrestler. So that's Dee Dee. Uh, Next, we have GH. You can see that all of these are kind of intertwined with each other. Good Hank, Jeffrey, GH Hill is Cotton and Dee Dee's infant son and the younger of Hank's two half-brothers. GH is an abbreviation for Good Hank, implying that the original Hank was unsatisfactory to his Mm -hmm. father. Cotton treats GH much better than Hank, presumably because Cotton sees him as being his second chance of being a better father than he was for Hank. G.H. was key at a time when Hank had to convince Cotton not to end his life as well as to permit Hank to give his father money for the baby's sake. And as a payback for the years Cotton raised him, G.H. was absent at the time of his father's death and is not seen throughout the rest of the series, although it is presumed he is living with his mother and stepfather, the professional wrestler. Professional wrestler. Not much to say about G.H. He's just a baby. He's just a baby. He's just a little baby. Good Hank. Next, we have... That's one, that, that's one thing I can say about GHL. I think it's really <laughs> fucked up that <laughs> he calls good him yeah. Good Hank. Yeah, Instead of funny. coming up with a different name for him, he's like, no, we'll call him... His name is literally Good Hank Hill. Good Hank Hill. <laughs> Next... Or, uh, or, oh, okay, so actually we get his real name. His real name is Henry yeah. Jeffrey Hill. Yeah. You just yeah, said that. I just said that. Yeah. Next, we have Tilly. Uh, this is, uh, Matilda Tilly May Garrison, formerly Matilda Tilly May Hill. Yeah. Uh, she was voiced by Tammy Wynette in 97 very, very first one. Then yeah. she was voiced by Beth Grant in 99, uh, Garant, sorry. And then, uh, Kay Callan in 2000, uh, to 2009. She is Cotton's first wife, Hank's mother, Peggy's mother-in-law and Bobby's grandmother. And she is 69, chuck, 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 years old. She divorced Cotton after suffering years of verbal abuse. Tilly is the kind of woman who collects miniatures because they made her happy during Cotton's abuse. Hank is often overprotective of her, fearing she is too old and fragile to go out and do things on her own. Tilly lives in Arizona with her husband, Gary. 
Tilly's legal name varies depending on the series. She is listed as Tilly on Hank's birth certificate, but is addressed as Matilda by the clergyman during her wedding to Gary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She she's always a uh she is always like a a calming kind of thing for Hank. Whenever she comes around, Hank kind of changes. Oh, his mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't that everybody's like that with their mom, I guess? I don't know. No. I, feel, yeah, mom, I feel more yeah. calm around my mom. I hate mine. Oh. She's got an episode coming up I really like in a few weeks yeah. when, um, when um, Cotton comes over for Thanksgiving and she's already there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one I'm excited for. Too. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hey, I we're like getting close too. to it. For uh, How many How many do you think that is away from now? That's uh, six weeks away. Oh, six six weeks. That's episode nine. Dang. Uh, well, what Should we're going we to have to do, we're going to have to pluck a Thanksgiving episode out of, because yeah. we didn't do it for Halloween like we should yeah. have. So we're going to have to pluck a Thanksgiving, whether it's that one or... It's the same season. So. Yeah, it's is the, is same it the same season. Yes. Yeah. Is it the same... Uh, I know the same season, but is it the is it the episode where they fly with the turkey? No, uh, this is the one where they go to the mall for Black Friday and uh, Cotton and uh, Hank are in that um, uh, uh, yeah. focus group for the tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, what you're talking about. Or... Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's in the air. We you are a one. wealth of knowledge, Mason. Yeah, he is. He's really, telling you. Yeah, really. Either like, are good. Both are great episodes. I'm glad that you're a part of the show. Like, yeah, you're, me too, you know, man. you're an official part of the show, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. From here on out, I mean, like, out. Yeah. whether you're with Rogue Media Network or not, you're with <laughs> Bois King of the Hill Podcast. As long as you understand I don't know that, that he's going to come in, especially for this. But well, yeah. we'll figure it out. All I'll right, go to him <laughs> with that knowledge. I'll go to him. <laughs> Next on our list is Elroy, Elroy. Kleinschmidt. Voiced Created by for Tom and Petty. voiced by Tom yeah, Petty. Tom Petty. They Ooh. literally fashioned this guy for him. Uh, he is Luann's husband. He's a 36-year-old hillbilly. It says here, I did not make that up. It's often hard for Lucky to hold down a job. He has no credit or social security number. Oh, he's hilarious. He's really funny. I like him. He lives on the remainder of a $53,000 settlement monies he received after slipping on pee-pee at the Costco. Uh, having had a portion of his spine fused, he was nicknamed Lucky after the settlement windfall. After he spent a majority of his money customizing his truck, his uh, finances dwindled down to ni- uh, to nine thousand dollars, but regained another fifty three thousand dollars when an ambulance chasing lawyer paid off Lucky to avoid a lawsuit. Peggy tried. Uh, Peggy Peggy tried very hard to break him and Luann apart, but after Luann's pregnancy was revealed, she and Hank reconciled the two, giving them a shotgun wedding at Lucky's request. He is also one of the guitarists for John Redcorn's band Big Mountain Fudge Cake. Although dim-witted in some aspects, Lucky has learned some facets such as basic math through life experience as opposed to formal education and was astute enough to deduce that his father-in-law spent time in prison, whereas Luann believed the story he works in an oil rig. He yearned to receive his GED, but only to prove that he was good enough to marry Luann. Yeah, but you notice that the, the episode that you're talking about where he finds out about the oil rig and he knows that he's yep. lying, yep. he asks, is he in a state or a federal oil rig? Yeah, and I yeah, remember yeah. that line, so that made me laugh. But you know, uh, one, another thing that you forgot in that that's a real funny trivia about Lucky that I find hilarious he celebrates his birthday early because he states that the men in his family die young. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he celebrates his birthday months ahead of his actual birthday just in case he doesn't make it. Big mountain fudge cake. That's all. I just wanted to add that. 
Big. That's actually actually a really good name for a band. It is a good name for a band. It All reminds right. me of uh, <laughs> the early memes. Uh, what was that? Uh, the horse, the Candy Mountain. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Charlie. With the horses. Yeah. yeah. The uh, unicorns. Next on our list is Gracie Margaret Kleinschmidt. Uh, she is the daughter of Lucky and Luann. She's born in the season 13 episode, Lucky Sea Monkey Do. Luann originally wanted to name her Lasagna. Stating that lasagna was lasagna. her favorite food, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, who are we on next? I didn't hear you. While under the, this is uh, Gracie Margaret Kleinschmidt. Oh, While Gracie under Margaret the influence okay. of hospital analgesics, but uh, then she chose a more conventional name after she recovered. She wanted to name her lasagna, which I think would have been fantastic. Yeah, that would have been uh, one hell of a name. So who's next? Next Myrna? we have Myrna Kleinschmidt, Myrna voiced Kleinschmidt. by Paget Brewster. Uh, who is Paget Brewster? She's the one who voices Myrna Kleinschmidt. Is she uh, uh, somebody like an actress? Or? Uh, she is an actress and a voice actor. Uh, she's Lucky's sister, Luann's sister-in-law, Gracie's aunt, and the main antagonist in Lucky See Monkey Do. Oh, okay. She is an intelligent modern mother who only appears in the episode Lucky See Monkey Do. She has two children, one son and one daughter, Gracie's paternal first cousin, and raises them in strict accordance with contemporary parenting practices, something which leads her into a rivalry with Peggy, whose parenting skills are from older schools of thought, uh, over how to assist Luann and her pregnancy due date approaches. When Luann goes into labor, Myrna commandeers the situation and insists that Luann have a natural, drug-free water birth. But under Hank's encouragement to think for themselves about how to raise their child, Luann and Lucky opt for a hospital birth instead. Yeah, so uh, Paget Brewster, she, she actually gets, she should get a nod here. She's actually been in some cool stuff. So uh, she was Kathy on the fourth season of the NBC sitcom Friends. It was a recurring character in the okay. fourth season named Kathy. All right. So her breakthrough role, though, was she played FBI supervisory special agent Emily Prentice on Criminal Minds. Is she Punky's older sister? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. But she was also on... Uh, uh, I don't know if you joke. watched it. I watched it. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah, uh, She played uh, Judy Ken Seven. Birdman. Bird she played Bird Girl. Oh, okay. All right. And then she also played uh, uh, Sarah Kingsley on the Fox sitcom uh, Grandfathered. Grandfathered. That one ran Maybe for three and a half days. Uh, next on our list is uh, last is Leanne Platter, voiced by Pamela Adlon. Uh, she is Luann's violent alcoholic mother, oh, Gracie's grandmother, wild. Bobby's aunt, and Lucky's mother-in-law, and is 42 years old in the show. She was imprisoned for second-degree assaulting her husband in the back with a fork. Though she is often mentioned during the course of the series, she appears only in the episode Leanne's Saga, visiting Luann in Arlen after her release from prison and briefly being courted by Bill Dutrie. Oh, that's a good episode. I like that one. That's the one where she yeah. climbs all over Buckley and he's like, ah, get this, get, get this skank get, off get me. Get this skank. What'd you call me a skank? Yeah. And it triggers her to nuts. explode. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Hoyt Platter. This is Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. And that is Luann's father, Peggy's older brother, Hank's brother-in-law, Bobby's uncle, Lucky's father-in-law, Gracie's grandfather, and Leanne's ex-husband. He is 50 years old. Despite Luann's beliefs, he never worked on an oil rig, but was in jail for most of Luann's life with the oil rig story acting as a cover so Luann wouldn't know her father was a convict. He appears in only one episode, Life, a loser's manual, after being released from jail. 
Uh, Hoyt commits a robbery and tricks Lucky into taking the blame, but he eventually confesses and is sentenced to life prison under a three strikes law. This episode, Leanne Saga reveals that Hoyt was planning on marrying a pharmacist girl before Leanne, then working as a stripper, entertained at his bachelor party. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it does surprise me that Johnny Knoxville was not in this show more. Yeah, it surprises me, I too. I think this was the time when he was coming up, and so he was, you know, just starting to get into that that rhythm. This is the earlier part of that whole thing, yeah, yeah. the whole jackass. Yeah. So what 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 episode was that again that he was in, you said? He was in, uh, he was in Life, A Loser's Manual. Life, A Loser's Manual. Mm-hmm. I wonder what season that was. It was season 134. Life, A Loser's Season 12, episode 22. So, uh-huh. no, it's not. That's actually way after he's big. Yeah, I think they got big in the early 2000s. By the time oh. season 12, episode 22 came around, that was 2008. Mm. So, they were at the height. They weren't just starting in. That was the height of the popularity of Jackass was well, 2008. Might have been like stunt Because casting, I remember right? in mm-hmm. middle school was when Jackass came out, and we were jackasses, and we mm-hmm. attempted to do – some of the dumb stuff they did. We actually built a so wrestling ring. So many Hot Wheels up your butt. Uh, we never did anything like that. No, we, we, we didn't do that. Rest in peace, Ryan Dunn, though. Uh, what we did do, though, was uh, we built a backyard wrestling ring out of plywood, and then the ropes for it were yeah. extension cords. Yeah. And uh, we thought that we would be Johnny Knoxville and those guys, and we got into this wrestling ring and would hit each other with the head with license plates. And sure. Yeah, Why wouldn't it was, you? It was a crazy time, I guess. Next on our, our uh, list here of minor characters is Maddie Platter, voiced Maddie by Joanna Platter. Gleason. Joanna uh, Gleason. She is jo- Peggy is she? and Hoyt's mother. Hank's mother-in-law and Bobby <coughs> and Luann's grandmother, Mother Platter, lives in Montana with her husband, Doc. She's an old-fashioned, tough-as-nails rancher type and loathes Peggy for deserting the family ranch and not marrying a local neighbor boy. Strangely, earlier episode flashbacks feature a totally different Peggy's mother character who is essentially an older version of Peggy. It's not made clear if one is her real mother and one is her stepmother or if Maddie mother character uh, retconned the older version completely. Yeah, I I have to give a nod to the... Go ahead. I've also always been kind of confused by... So if they've had the ranch in Montana, I assume they've had it for years because that's what's implied. Right. Yeah. And how... How did Peggy go to high school in Ireland? I've never got that. Yeah, I don't know that either. They moved I think there they from Montana. Up. Yeah, they moved That's there from Montana hole. though. And no, they, they moved, moved there. I think they they talk about it after. I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Uh, but uh, you never quite move away from a ranch in Montana. No, you're always you can yeah. take the girl out of the ranch, but you can't take the ranch out of the girl because she likes to eat ranch. Plus, your lot. heart your heart is always in Montana. Yeah, Montana a state for hearts. Stayed for hearts. So you the want to avoid uh, giving a girl a ranch. That's how you get kids. That is, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so back to the the, the voice actress. So the voice yeah. actress that actually did this, she's actually a uh, uh, a Tony Award winning yeah. actress in musicals. I've never heard of her before, but mm. uh, she was apparently known for. She's never heard of you either. Yeah, she never has. Into the woods. <laughs> The play Into the Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Sondheim, yeah. Into the Woods. And then she also uh, was known for film work in the movie uh, Heartburn, 85. Okay. Yeah. Hannah and Her Sisters, 86. Hannah and Her Sisters. Wow, that's uh, a... That's a uh, I've never heard of that uh, one. Uh, uh, Woody uh, Allen. Woody Allen movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crimes and Misdemeanors. Uh-huh. Uh, Boogie Nights. Wow. And then she had television roles in Friends, West Wing, Good Wife, The Affair, 
whole list of TV stuff. Yeah. And uh, she was in that commercial for Ding Dongs. And she did various roles. So this isn't the only voice role that she did. She did over yeah. eight yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. And no, I've heard the she name. Had various many, many roles times. Yeah. in King of the Hill. So that's pretty cool. So Next yeah. one on the list is Doc Platter. Uh, this Doc is Stephen Root, uh, one of my favorite Stephen actors of all Root. time. Uh, he what is Peggy guy. and Hoyt's father, Hank's father-in-law, and Bobby and Luann's grandmother. Or grandfather, sorry. Uh, he makes only a single major appearance when Peggy, Bobby, and Hank visit the family ranch. He seems to be going somewhat senile and preachy, only talking in rural Old West metaphors, which Hank interprets as old-fashioned Western-style wisdom. Yep. But he's just nuts. Certifiable. Okay. There is one here that uh, is voiced by David Carradine, and I don't know how to say the name. Uh, he is uh, Hank's older half-brother, Oh, Junichiro. Junichiro. Uh, Junichiro. Say Junichiro. it again. Junichiro. Junichiro. Okay. I watch a lot of anime. I got you. Junichiro. I got you. Okay. All right. Good. Good job, Mason. Thank you so much. Peggy's half brother-in-law and Bobby's half uncle, who has lived in Japan all his life. Junichiro is Cotton's son with a Japanese nurse, uh, Machiko, from an affair in Japan during World War II. Hank and Junichiro share many similarities in appearance and mannerism. Oh, I remember this now. This in spite of the fact that Hank actually shares more of his mother's features. One of these is that when he is shocked, like Hank, he yells, Mwah! Like Hank, uh, Junichiro also has a narrow urethra and is an assistant manager at the company for which he works, making robots and robot accessories. At first, he renounces the hill blood in him, but eventually calls Cotton father. Yeah, I yeah. remember that, but that's way late in the series, right? Uh, I think like mid six. six. Oh, is it yeah. six okay. or seven? It's a I think. Good doubleheader. Yeah, it's that's a doubleheader episode too. Yeah, so they're in Japan for two episodes, and it's really funny because one of my favorite jokes about the whole the, on the whole thing is when they first get there to uh, they first get there to Japan, they open up this apartment or this place where they're living and they literally sit in the foyer of this thing. They don't understand that it's the foyer. Yeah. Well, at the very end of the episode, they open the doors and stuff like that and they're in this big, huge palatial hotel room yeah. Yeah. and all they did was sleep in the foyer because they thought it they was, thought it was uh, a little tiny Japanese it, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, and, and not even a joke. There are a lot of those things in Japan mm -hmm. that are really small like that. People live and, in uh, tubes. He actually does show up in, uh, it's season six called Return, Returning Japanese Episode one and Returning two. Japanese. Okay, one left on our list. This is the final one. What do we got, Mike? Dusty Hill. Dusty Hill. Dusty Hill, so the, the bassist vocalist for the band ZZ Top and Hank's cousin. Yep. Yeah. And I like that episode there because uh, uh, they, they pretty much run it as the celebrities are jackasses and don't care about sentimentality and stuff like that. And uh, at the end of the episode... Uh, uh, they they get this car, they tear it up, and it's a car that meant a lot to Hank. It was the, the yeah. Cadillac car. It's Cadillac car. Yep, and uh, Dusty Hill. Get my Cadillac car. Uh, uh, you know, and it's real sad because Hank's the one that's done so much maintenance on it, really, too, and they just give it to Dusty Hill. So Dusty Hill, uh, he is Hank's cousin. Yep. In the episode, Hank gets dusted. Cotton gives his prize Cadillac to Dusty without allowing Hank a chance to buy it. Dusty enters the car in a demolition derby in which it is badly damaged. Hank and Dusty make their peace after Dusty has the car repaired and installed at the Cadillac Ranch. Yep. Uh, which the Cadillac Ranch, for those of you who don't know, is in uh, Amarillo. It's an art installation yeah. in Amarillo. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, the one tie that I have to Dusty Hill, it's not a very good one. But uh, my wife, uh, my wife uh, was uh, up on stage at a ZZ Top concert and got kissed on the forehead by Dusty Hill. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so you get to kiss a forehead that Dusty Hill kissed. (laughs) That's right. So you're kissing Dusty Hill (laughs) by proxy. I'm kissing Dusty Hill by proxy. We are are forehead Eskimo brothers. (laughs) 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 So that's it, man. Uh, That is a bunch of uh, Hills and uh, Kleinschmitz. Back to the ZZ Top guy. There's actually a gag in one of the, the, the episodes that he appears in. Where they tape a beard to Bobby Hill's face, yes, yes. and I think that that's just that's just well. Really this was funny. at the height of the ZZ Top thing, also when they put Probably out beyond the height. Well, a little bit this past point. it, but they're, they were still like putting 50. out albums. Um, you know, their first big one was Eliminator, and I remember that was 1984. The yeah. only reason I remember that is because I used to lock myself in the room, listen to Eliminator, and play Burger Time. So on they my, were that old when they started. Play Burger Time on my Intellivision. So. That well, should date me pretty well. So they were so they were <laughs> that much older when they started then because yeah, yeah. they'd been they around were like almost fifty. Dude, they've been point. around since uh, the the, the 60s, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Oh, but they didn't really get big until well, they, they like were an independent. They were like, like a regional thing, right? Uh, they were yeah, they were yeah, more like of a southern, Texas band, a southern like band, Alabama all this stuff. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But then when MTV got big. Uh, they started making these big high class music videos with the Eliminator car and all that, that stuff. Because that whole genre of Southern rock yeah. was all regional, wasn't it? it you didn't, you weren't driving part. through like New York State listening. No, to probably Leonard not listening Skinner to a lot of Leonard Skinner up there, or Alabama, yeah. or any of these yeah. guys. I now, well, I don't know. I mean, Leonard Skinner was a big deal whenever the plane went down and all that stuff. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe the day that music died. Yeah, That's was it. that it? Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Well, no, that was uh, that was Buddy Holly and. I know. Richie Valens, yeah. right? Valens. Valens. Yeah, and the Big Bopper. And the Big Bopper. Chantilly Lace and a Pretty Face. That was the song he sang. Well, I was, I was, you know, I'm always with the firm belief that music died in 1979. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Uh, 80s music was horrible. I liked 80s music. Well, like 80s. I still like 80s music. Mainstream <laughs> pop. Well, I mean, that was your era, you know what I mean? But yeah. mainstream popular 80s music to me. You think today's me, music is better? Uh, no, I didn't say it was, oh, okay. but I think right. that a music revolution has changed. Mm. I think music as uh, like in 80, the 80s music, you didn't get, well, f- well, from what I know of 80s music and like what, what it was, cause I'm not from the 80s, so I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't live during the 80s. I lived during the 90s, mm-hmm. but I know that independent music wasn't, I don't know for, from like, there's not a lot of, uh, independent breakthroughs in mainstream music that that i i can remember there's a lot of one hit wonders and stuff like that but i feel like that music has had a with technology being the way it is and people being able to produce like studio quality productions from their like closets now whereas before you were plugging headphones into microphone jacks and like singing in the headphones you know as a microphone Mm -hmm. uh so now it's you're able to produce the music is in a, in a in a in a renaissance, if you will, because of the independent people can now be independent and not have to go to a label. They can continue their distribution independently and become millionaires through independent music because of the platforms and stuff that we have that didn't exist then. Back in so the day, I just think that music was. It's yeah. also a lot easier just for everything to be spread internationally. Yeah. So now we're getting stuff from Korea. 
um, the Middle East. Well, um, not only that, Paris. you've got like as like, soon as it's done, you've got like rappers that are like not local, maybe not any local guys, but you have like independent rappers that have zero following in the United States, but they have they're making a million dollars off of you know people in Japan he that like their music million dollars. or wherever you know they're making tons of money off of international you know their music being international even though they don't get any local following so uh, it's just a whole different world so so late uh, 80s there was a uh there was a uh, label called IRS um it was a record label and what they did is they would put out these sample uh albums cassettes and CDs and stuff and uh IRS I remember they are kind of the reason that um uh, 120 minutes existed on MTV, which okay. was all about like independent music and stuff. Um, but I remember the IRS uh, putting out these things, and and uh, there was some great stuff that came out of that, like Wall of Voodoo. Uh, I believe Talking Heads originally was on an IRS label. I know that um, uh, REM was. Uh, they were discovered by them yeah. uh, in Atlanta. And then they they blew up. Uh, I used to love those compilation albums though by IRS because you would get a bunch of bands that you had never heard of, you know. And it was it was super cool. Some of it sucked, some of it was great, you know. But yeah, yeah. IRS put out some cool cool stuff kind of before uh, any of the viral stuff happened. It would happen with that. Well, there was another company too. It's a Swedish company. There was a documentary about it. It's called they're called Chiron Studios, I mm. think, or Chiron, or however you pronounce it. Never heard of them. And uh, well, that's funny that you've never heard of them because. Uh, Oh, what was the guy's name? Max Martin, a guy named Christian London, uh, Andreas Carlson. You've never heard of these guys, mm -hmm. right? No. Uh, you know what bands and this acts they're associated with and some of the most popular music of that era. Mm. Uh, there was a, a, a boy band called Five that was huge in England. There was one called Boyzone. But now let me get to ones you do know. Britney Spears, mm. Bon Jovi, Backstreet Boys, mm. some of the production for some of their most popular songs. Oh, this songs. is the one. This is the Swedish producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Swedish know what you're guys. talking about. Yeah, yeah I do In know exactly sync. what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. They, they did were, the song, uh, Where Did You Come From? Where Did You Go? Yeah, the Cotton Eye Joe song, Rednecks. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they did that song. the yeah. Cotton Eye Joe song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, I do know who you're talking about there, but what I was more talking about is like being able to walk into a record store at the time and buy something by a bunch of people you'd never heard of. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was no, all sure. compiled yeah, on this I see one label saying, yeah, and compilation stuff. album. Yeah. So that's that's how people got got exposure at that point. But you you also had to get noticed to be on, you know, one of those compilation albums too. So but 120 minutes was a big deal. They do um, playlists now. Yeah. Now you buy your well, we way onto tapes, a playlist. So. Uh, but, yeah. but 120 minutes was a big deal for me on MTV. It was, uh, all independent music and stuff, uh, alternative. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, like, uh, cracker and, and, uh, um, you know, talking heads and stuff like that. Yeah. So well, I think it's crazy how that, that industry has developed too. Cause like I said, now, now like a lot of these younger artists, they, uh, they, they have people who have big playlists sure. and it's not even like a radio selection playlist. It's like a Spotify playlist, Spotify playlist and yeah. you pay money to get a slot on a, on a Spotify it's playlist. Crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, but you got to think some of these playlists, you'll look at their followers and they'll have a million people oh, that yeah. listen to that playlist. They've so got a million followers. So you just put one song on there. You pay for your one song. You have potential for over, you know, 
A million people to hear it. By the way, this is the last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a big Mike Judge fan. Huge Mike uh, Judge Office fan. Space, one of my all favorite of movies yeah. of all time, Office Space, right? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the Walmart commercial? No, I have not. They got all the Office Space people back to do a Walmart commercial about uh, Black Friday and stuff. I'm going to have to check that it's out. really great. That is great. So, got you know, him that, on there going, that, mm, all this Mike Judge stuff makes maybe me feel come hopeful in early, you know, that kind for of, a revival. Really good know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me hopeful for the revival. Yeah. No, it's excellent. All right, so uh, tell them where they can find us. You can find us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H on social media at Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, I would love if you guys would interact with us more on Facebook. You can find us at B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H. We have a group and a page. Uh, if you've got a King of the Hill meme, a King of the Hill post, a King of the Hill anything, uh, you know, w- we do mo- moderate it, so I don't want any, like, Peggy Hill, like Peg and Hank, you know, memes or anything <laughs> on there. You can share those with me, though, because I think those are hilarious. But please don't share them on the public forum. But we would appreciate it if we got some engagement on the Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We would love that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making a conscious effort to post as much as I can and as often as I can. Uh, I'm not able to post as much as I would like, but I'm still getting you guys stuff out there. So if you guys would interact with us, we'd appreciate that. And uh, you could also find us at... Uh, roguemedianetwork.com you can also find some other great podcasts over there ones I recommend are um, Bros, Foes, and Heroes which is a dive into odd they they, they go through odd characters in odd uh, comic books Uh, not just characters but comic books itself I got the uh, fortunate chance of uh, being uh, a half of a half of an episode host uh, on <laughs> what right, was I an actual to, really good episode <laughs> about uh, yeah. it was a, it was a Halloween episode and it was it was a comic book about dogs who were stray dogs. it was called yeah, stray, dogs. stray dogs that was the name That's of it was one. called stray dogs right and it was about uh, stray dogs who uh, were uh, there was a serial killer who was killing people yeah. and taking their dogs and then. Once the dogs would find out what he was about, he would take him in the backyard and shoot him. And then it's Spoiler. about these dogs escaping uh, this uh, serial killer and getting him caught by the police and stuff. And like this dog like dives into the street. Oh, it's a, a really dramatic episode. You guys should go give that a, a look over there at uh, that's at roguemedianetwork.com. Bros, foes, and heroes. Also, you can reach us uh, via email if anybody out there still uses that. We are at B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Dot com. Send us anything you need, and uh, we will uh, submit that uh, promptly to Mason and have him approve it, and then we can read it. And that's it. That's it. That's it for Minor Characters. Happy Friday. And... Wimitanye. Uh, Wimitanye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.